And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, totally triumphant Tuesday if I could speak as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit all for the glory of God Almighty. First, it's challenging to think of what level of compassion Jesus had for those who may have liked him at one time and even been close to him at one time. Still then, they become entirely worldly and even demonically influenced. So it's difficult for us to imagine that we could or should invest any of our love, wisdom, compassion, grace, or mercy to these people that don't like Jesus, knowing it will not produce any desired results. But amazingly, Jesus did that very thing. We'll talk about that. Next, our best pal, our best disciple pal, Peter, had a fiery and robust commitment to the Lord. We would not describe him as bashful. Maybe dopey, but not bashful. The thing about Peter is that so many of us can see ourselves in him, which is a strong case for why he was chosen in the first place. We examine another memorial and momentous occasion in which the disciple that often spoke before he looked does so again. It's uh, kind of what makes him so awesome and awful at the same time. <laughs> and finally, there are prayers of power and great faith, and there should be. Then there's prayers of unusual confidence, thought of as the prayers of faith in the Bible. There are heartbreaking par- prayers of weeping and petition, both biblically and personally. But there is hardly a better example of prayer than the one done that Jesus offered to the Father in the most excruciating time of all. And it is in the book for us to follow. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org, david at hemustincrease.org, david at hemustincrease.org. You can also text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 8483. Can't call that number, but you can text that number 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at this number 972-445-0770-972-445-0770. When you call that phone number, you get to talk to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? That's like having the best seat watching the greatest fireworks in the world. 
Ooh, and then you will be... Okie dokie, artichokey. Here's the bottom line. If you've got a prayer request or a praise report, this is a great place to bring it. Okay? If you've got something going on, you need prayer, bring it. We have, I don't, I'm not the only one that prays. Other people pray. We love that. I would rather have everybody doing everything. That would be the best ideal process. We are not trying to duplicate, not trying to duplicate me, you, or anybody else. You know what we're trying to do? We're trying to duplicate Jesus. That's all we're trying to do. And in that process, you may have a prayer request. You may have a praise report you want to share with people, something that's really blessed you, is really helping, something that's going on that uh, you just want to talk about. It's not a kvetch fest. It doesn't mean that there's aren't there's not shows designed for that. There are, and they're great shows. But that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is trying to encourage and bless one another. Now, before I give you the next trivia question, I want to go back and deal with the prior trivia question. The trivia question was, in fact, when was Adam's wife first called Eve? And the idea is that many people think, well, it's probably before the fall. And as we read in Genesis 3.20, it says Adam named his wife Eve because she would be the mother of all the people everywhere. So she was not yet the mother of all the people everywhere. And the Lord made clothing for animal skins for Adam and his wife. But that's not that Adam didn't tag her with an identification. So by saying that, let me say this. When he met Eve, he said, at last, Adam exclaimed, she is part of my own flesh and bone. She will be called woman. So the first name that Eve had was, in fact, before the fall, woman. That's what he named her. But after the fall, when they were getting suited up and not at a Dillard's or J.C. Penney's, but when the Lord was getting ready to put their suits on them, and by the way, the Lord made clothing from animal skin, so people, PETA people might not be too happy. That's right. Maybe there's a few other things that uh, Noah should have squatted on the ark. Anyway, the idea behind that is afterwards he named her Eve, but he did name her woman prior. That's what we're going to go with. However, and I say this, <laughs> Kirk, he's just, just going to say something to Kirk, and he just said this. He just, he just brought it to me. If it's important or if you like it and you want to think of it in a chronological sense, like our fantastic brother Kirk, that's fine. That's not an issue. That's a fun thing to talk about. What did he name her? What did he name her? How did he come up with that name? How did he come up with the name Cheetah for a cheetah or elephant for an elephant? I don't know. A couple of names I wish he would have come up with for flies other than fly, other than it flies. But that's besides the point. So I'm just bringing that up. Kirk, you trying to use logic on me, huh? Bad Dave. Bad Dave. All right, here you go. This is your next trivia question. Don't you guys love stuff like this? It's fun. All right. This is a New Testament. Of whom was it said? And you guys got to get this. This is one straightforward one. He should be called a Nazarene. Of whom was it said, and he shall be called a Nazarene? You guys need to know that one. 
Uh, for many, 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 many reasons, if you want to call in 972-445-0770, you can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. For a hint, think of Jiminy, this was what the whole New Testament was all about. How's <laughs> that for a hint? Eric being the first one to strike. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, I do have to eventually do some of these teachings, right? Somewhere? Uh, let's see if I can. Uh, yeah. All right. Here we call it Nazarene. No, that's right. Uh, right. Not a Nazarite. A Nazarene. There's a big difference. All right. Let me just say this real quickly. We only got about to, we'll go one minute over and then we'll, we'll do this other thing. Uh, I want to just uh, make you aware of something. So sometimes we do do special things for people. And let's just be honest. Some people that we do things for, not that grateful. I mean, have you ever done something for somebody and they're like, you know, I, I, I in my own life, I try to be really, really attentive to, to being appreciative and thankful but i fail i mean I, I i don't do it all the time but there's those other people that just they just think that they're entitled to everything uh and 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 you kind of already know who they are and you're thinking gosh i don't i really don't want to invest in them <laughs> like i don't want to pour myself into them and i understand that I, I i totally relate except that's not what jesus did jesus had two james two simons two judases matthew and john he had bartholomew he had andrew he had philip and thomas but keep in mind that with the 12 disciples one of them was judas and jesus knew that judas would betray him so he didn't make him while he's always mentioned last amongst the amongst the disciples by the authors Jesus didn't make him last in all of the functions. Jesus knew this guy would not be loyal. He would knew he would not be faithful. He knew his actions would ultimately lead to uh, the death of Jesus Christ. But he still invested in him. He didn't see it as a waste of time. Perhaps it has to do with judgment. Perhaps it has to do with fulfillment of prophecy. You know, I I don't want to speak to that because that's really the mind of God. But what I do see is that Jesus poured time into Judas, knowing that Judas wouldn't hold it. And sometimes, even though there's people and you're like, the idea behind that is to be more like Jesus and still you pour into them, still you love on them, still you teach, still you instruct, still you do, even if they're not going to turn around and say thank you, or technically even if they're going to literally stab you in the back. You want to know why? Because that's what Jesus did. Even knowing that was going to take place, he still invested in Judas. I remember the first time I heard that from a, a teacher. I thought, there are some people I don't want to invest in. This <laughs> It's like, uh, but Jesus did. I can do better. So just think of that before you withhold the goodness that's in your hand to give. Okay? All right. The answer of, of, of whom it was said he will be called a Nazarene, that answer is, of course, Jesus. Jesus was to be was called a Nazarene. Not a Nazarite, but a Nazarene. Making that difference. Okay. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. Okay, let's do a little bit of history, and then we've got our last teaching. Let's uh, set up history. Let's go. All right, unlike most of the times, I'm going to do an honorable mention because there are a couple of days that are worthy of honorable mention. First and foremost, it is Trivia Day. I mean, come on, Trivia Day. That's what we do. Good Bible Trivia. It is also National Spaghetti Day. So I don't know how I feel about it. Yummy. You like spaghetti big time? Huge? Were you about to say you don't know how you feel about spaghetti? Well, I don't know if it it, it has its own day, but let me ask you. Do you like spaghetti like with stuff in it or just spaghetti by itself? Anything. Like you can have stuff in it, stuff out. Wow. I I will eat spaghetti with the sauce as long as there's sauce and no just So you're a big spaghetti fan like I'm a pizza fan. Yes. Love carbs. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to go out one day and just do pizza and spaghetti. We got to go to an all-you-can-eat pizza and spaghetti thing. Can it be a national carbs day? Yes. Yes. We have to find one of those. A woman. All right. Here is a woman. <laughs> and if you can't shout sight, you'll have to face a penalty. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. If you did not get a chance to hear the first 30 minutes of this show, I highly encourage you to do so. Uh, just because we had people call in, there was prayer, and uh, it was very, very, I thought it was very moving. And so what we're specifically asking people to do is keep uh, Betty Bailey in prayer. you got to listen to it for us to go through that whole process again. You'll understand. And uh, we've already had people reach out that want to reach out to her. See, that's, see, this is what you want, okay? I, you know, some churches are are just utterly fantastic, and they do a great job. And then there's other churches that are like, eh, you know, you can't wait till lunch comes around. Uh I love that we're doing a radio ministry. It's not a church. It's a fellowship. And we're doing the things that a church would do. In fact, if we had communion on this show, it would be really close to a church. <laughs> it's just like I'm just telling you. It's like it'd be really close. But I won't let us have communion because I want you guys to have a church of people that you can physically meet with. 
This is an encouragement. That's what the fellowship's all about. Let's get ready for the next trivia question. I'm going to play the horn, but it doesn't need it, but we're going to play it, so it's kind of a tricky thing. So go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I don't want you to overthink this, which is my way of saying think as simplistically as possible. In the account of the creation, what does God call the darkness? Okay, that, that, that's it. And if you're not sure, there's this thing in Genesis 1 called chapter 1. Just in case you wanted to know, that is where you would locate that. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at org. I will give props to Kirk being the first one to nail it down. Good job, Kirk. Even though I gave him a hard time about the woman thing and Eve and stuff like that. Uh, okay, I do have a couple of jokes. We're not going to do all of them. They're cute. I got nothing to do with anything. But every once in a while, you know, the Bible says there's a time to laugh. This would be it. <laughs> okay. Anytime t- Dave's telling a joke, that's what the Bible's talking about, a time to laugh. Okay, I'm kidding. Uh, a pastor was uh, out Christmas shopping for his family. When he saw a great train set display, big set display, in the high-end toy store. After about 10 minutes of watching it intensely, he told the saleswoman, I'll take it. Dear son, he's he's really going to like this, she beamed. The pastor thought for a moment and said, I'll take two. I love this one. <laughs> My wife would love this one. This is, this is so good. A guy bought his wife a beautiful diamond ring for Christmas. After hearing about this extravagant gift, a friend of his said, I thought she wanted one of those sporty four-wheel drive vehicles. She did, he replied, but where was I going to fa- find a fake Jeep? Is that a good one? Come on. If you're not laughing at that, where was I going to find a fake Jeep? I got nothing. (laughs) Was I going to find a fake? Okay. All right. The trivia question, people are thinking a little, just keep it easy, as simple as you can. In the account of creation, what does God call the darkness? He called it something. What did he call it? That's all we're asking you. Uh, 972-445-0770 is the number to call in. 214-210-8483. That is the text. And then David at hemustincrease.org. Fake Jeep. Come on, people. Fake Jeep. Back on track. Mark chapter 14, verse 29 through 31. Most of us will understand this. Peter said to him, even though they will all fall away, I will not. Don't you love Peter? Peter was just like this. He just had bold faith, and uh, but he, he had really bad timing. That's <laughs> what he had. Peter said to him, even though all fall away, I will not. And Jesus said to him, truly, I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But he said emphatically, 
even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said the same. All right, so somebody's calling in. We're going to have them answer the trivia question, and then we're going to come back to the text as we follow our good friend and fave disciple, Peter. Ready for the person? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Bobby out in Climax. Hi, Bobby. How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. You know, my heart breaks for, like, uh, the Betty, who called earlier in the show, and for my old yeah. little Easton, and just for all the people that are hurt. You just you just wish you can go, boom, and have it all better, but that's part of the trial and part of just depending on the Lord. But outside of that, I'm doing really good. Thank you for asking. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, uh, Pat Robertson's wife died uh, last week, I found out, too. So. Wow. Uh, troubles everywhere, but some people get to go to their rewards now. Yeah. Wow. All so, right. Now, here here you go. I want you to give me this. I'm going to do a build-up for you. You ready? All right. All right. Here's a build-up. Ready? Because I want to keep it simple. I don't want people to freak out or anything because I want to keep it really. In the account of the creation— what does God call the darkness? I think he called it night. That is correct, sir! <laughs> you are right! And that's why the, the phrase that Jesus used, what, they do, what, what people do, they do in, in nighttime or they do in darkness. That's where it all comes down to. He called the yep. darkness night. That's exactly yep. right. Excellent job. <laughs> I didn't want it to be too hard, but people need to know. That's what God calls darkness, night. That's right. All right. Excellent. Well, you have a good day, and uh, thanks for keeping up a good show. God right. bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you so much. <laughs> Great call. Okay. All right. So let's go back to this text. This text is just fascinating. Uh, Peter said, and then remember, Peter's not hes not being insincere, so I don't want anybody to get this wrong idea. When Peter does these things, and I think this is true, I guess this is one of the reasons I relate to him, I do things before the Lord. I'm sincere about it. I just do it sincerely poorly. <laughs> I'm sincere. Peter said to him, even though they all fall away, I will not. Jesus said to him, truly, I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows twice, you'll deny me three times. But he said emphatically, no, no, no. <laughs> even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And everybody then chimes in afterwards. And you know what happened there, right? So he, he goes, even if I, I must die with you, I will not deny you. And they all said the same. So you just know that you know, James and John go, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, us too. Yeah, me too. You know that's going on. I mean, these are people, right? So he goes, even if everyone else, he's distinguishing himself. You know what Jesus' response was? I know he doesn't say this directly, but think about this. You're not that strong, Peter. Here's Peter's reply. Yes, I am. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to get at you. See, so Peter's like, well, even if everybody else fails you, oh, I'm not going to fail you. No, sir. Bob, I'm right here. And Jesus goes, hey, you're not that strong. Peter goes, yes, I am. And then all the other disciples are, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Right? We don't know us the way that Jesus knows us. That's the thing. I know what I think I'm capable of. Jesus knows what I'm actually capable of. There's a big difference. Now, there's nothing wrong with standing in faith, nothing wrong with making proclamation. Don't get the wrong idea. But it, in this moment and in the intensity, sometimes the desire that we have gets the best of us. And it did in this case. And so there's a passage in 1 Corinthians 10 that uh, hardly ever gets talked about. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, Therefore, let anyone who thinks he stands take heed 
least he fall. In other words, I've been a Christian for a while, but if God's grace does not sustain me, I could fall in a moment and not just fall into sin. Knowing myself, I'd probably do 10 times worse than Peter. I mean, I'd just be like, a, 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 it's not that I believe that's going to happen at all. It's just that I, I'm aware that outside of myself, or let's say it this way, in myself, there's nothing good. In the Lord, there's everything good. King David said, my goodness does not extend beyond thee. I'm not good beyond you, Lord. I mean, I'm only good in you. And I know what people are, people say this all the time. Well, man is basically good. Now, Jesus didn't say that. The, New, the Old Testament doesn't say that. The New Testament doesn't say that. Humanity says that. Why? Because they're arrogant. That's why they say it. That's part of the problem right there, part of the pride. But the real issue is, apart from him, there's nothing good inside of me, and I only stand because of being in him and him holding me up. Even when I have a good fixed vision like Peter had on the Lord, the winds and the waves get my attention, and I take my eyes off the Lord. But by his grace, he's right next to me to pick me up so I don't drown. That's what I depend on. It's grace by which we stand. It's not us. It's him. That's how it's always going to be. That's why heaven's going to be so cool, because we're like, yeah, yeah, we're here. Okay, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then, the show starts. And you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the board. On the phone with us today, our privilege to have Kirk Cameron, who is uh, coordinating the uh, conference for Love Worth Fighting For, a marriage event. Kirk, are you with us? I'm here. I'm glad. I'm here. How are you? Thanks I'm, for having me on your show. It's my privilege to have you on the show. I'm glad you're joining us. I got to tell you, uh, here's something that uh, nobody knows in all the world except for my wife. When you did the movie Fireproof in uh, the 2008 period, it is the only movie in my entire life, and I'm in that post-50 category. It's the only movie in my entire life that I gave to other friends as long as I've been alive because I thought it would be beneficial for their marriage. It was truly an inspirational movie that, uh, in my marriage, it's a great marriage. It just encouraged me to make it that much greater. Oh man, that, that that's great to hear. That, that encourages me a lot, and uh, I've heard other people have, have said that as well. And um, you know, my hat goes off to the guys who wrote the script 
and the church that made the movie, and I was uh, I was really honored to be a part of it. Yeah, you did a great job, man. I really got to tell you, man. I know I know. There's uh, you got uh, things that you grow up with, and you did things with, but that kind of stuff, uh, where you have an opportunity and you were able to play a character that really conveys. Hey, at times in marriage, there's a struggle, but there's this uh, promise from the Lord. There's this capacity from the Lord to have a marriage that gets better and better as long as you're in it and not sitting on the outside watching it. Right, right on, man. I, I often say that marriage never fails. Marriages do not fail. People fail. Um, God made the universe. Uh, he made it perfect, and uh, we introduced some sin, selfishness, death, destruction into it, and we do the same with marriage. It's perfect, and then we allow bitterness, unforgiveness uh, to creep in and stay there. So what, 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 what the Love With Fighting For event is all about, what Fireproof is all about, and, and by the way, Love With Fighting For, uh, our marriage event, grew out of the Fireproof movie. It basically takes the movie and turns it into a live event, and we bring it to your church, and we talk about those kind of things, is how to resurrect a marriage that has been um, damaged by selfishness and by bitterness, and where do you find joy and hope and healing? Uh, God gives us the capacity for those things, and we talk about... the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we didn't want to hear the rest of what Kirk Cameron had to as a, as a joke. We just had a little bit of a glitch. We've had a couple of glitches in the tech thing, so don't we're not unaware of it. But this is live radio. We don't edit stuff. <laughs> we just do the best we can, and we hope the Lord blesses it. Do our best. Pray that it's blessed. Let him take care of the rest. Here's your trivia question. In lieu of the last question that was just asked and answered, here's this question. In the account of creation, what does God call the light? So you just did the darkness. What does the, the darkness? What does God call the light in the beginning part? Uh, in the account of creation, what does God call the light? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. So this is in the account of creation. What did he He gave it a name. <laughs> now we have the sarcasm people. <laughs> Four sarcastic texts in a row. Uh, 972-445-0770. That is the number to call in. 214-210-8483. That is the number uh, to text david at he must increase.org. That is the email. We will now send you to the website. Uh, a couple of things to tell you about the website before we send you there. Number one, we have our first brochures. So very excited. I'm looking at it right now. It looks very cool. I can't remember. It's in the it's the one of them that's in the Z category. It's the one that says, I want you back. God, you know, it's like that that one there. So I got the, I'm holding those in my hand. We already got those. So I'm very excited. In about two weeks, we'll have all those brochures, and people can get them. They'll be free. We'll just send them out. And like I said, we're going to do an instructional video telling people what to do. And the biggest thing you're going to find out about the brochures is I don't want you to put in brochures on uh, anywhere. I just want you to keep them with you. And if the Lord opens up an opportunity and you think it's a good time and it's a good time to share it, then do it. And if not, just hang on to a couple of them. 
There's no script. It's just you and the Lord. It's it's a tool. It's like a track, so to speak. And it's kind of nice. They're kind of nice looking, so I'm happy about that. You know, they came out pretty good. I only made a few mistakes, so that was pretty good. Uh, and so we're going to still send you the website. I want to let you the brochures came in. There's a few tech messes. We've got a number of new platforms that the uh, pods are the podcasts are on but there's a little bit of cross-pollination so we're having a couple of problems but essentially if you go into your your phone and you use google and you say okay google uh play the david smooth experience it'll play it for you i mean this is kind of cool and uh, we're working that out with the alexa one and then it's on apple and then it's on this it's on that and and see now my phone just picked up on that and started to respond so that's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, please check out the website. The website is straightforward. He must increase dot org, especially for finances. Prayer request. He must increase dot org. Praise report. He must increase dot org. Looking to give to this ministry. He must increase dot org. Confused by what's happening right now. He must increase dot org. He must increase dot org. That's it. Where's the comeback? Is that what is a short one? You're killing me. You're killing me. You know that, right, Smalls? You're killing me. You're killing me. Yeah, well, you made my phone do the thing about your withered podcast, so. (laughs) All right, somebody's on the hold, right? We should probably do that. We should probably take care of them. Go ahead. Let's uh, send them through. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Rocky. Hi, Rocky. How you doing? Good. I called you last week and missed the answer, but I think I have the answer for this one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure you get there, no matter what happens. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. We're gonna do it together. All right. So we already talked about the one prior, and the one prior, as you know, had to do with uh, what the account of creation, what God called the darkness, and the answer was night. This one is in the account of creation. What does God call the light? That is correct! Day! Hallelujah. Yes! That is 100% correct. I feel good now, David, because I missed one. I got one right, so. That's cool. It's 50 feet, so you're, you're batting 500, and if you were a Major League Baseball player, they'd be paying you $150 million a year. Think of it that Amen. way. <laughs> got a W just like the Rangers last night, so we got to back that team as well. Amen. I love it, brother. Listen. Okay. You call in every and any time. You got me? All right. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> we just have the coolest audio. I don't care. People are like, what do you do? We have fun. What do you do? Uh, all right. Ready? We got history. Let's do history. History. Let's go. Actually got four sarcastic. <laughs> I'm not gonna read. You guys are way too funny. All right, today is National Pretzel Day. Big fan of pretzels. I do like. I like all kinds of pretzels. I went through a kick. I don't know if you ever done this. I had. I like the pretzels that had peanut butter in them. Okay, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a peanut butter fan. So, and then, uh, but I also like the soft pretzels, and then like some of them that have like that thing of garlic on them. And oh yeah, I like those. Okay, uh, now I'm hungry again. National Help a Horse Day. I have no idea. I'm helping a horse by not riding one into the studio. Uh, Tug a friend. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's Hug a Friend Day. And then uh, today is a few other things. Uh, unfortunately, on this day in 18 or 1989, Lucille Ball of I Love Lucy, she passed away. Uh, 1962, the NASA's Ranger 4 spacecraft crashed into the moon. I guess the brakes weren't working very good then. And then, uh, oh, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. Okay, the life and uh, 1719, the life and strange, surprising adventures of Robert Caruso. Uh, actually, that was actually yesterday. Then it was published, so that's a that's an error. Okay, then forget the rest of it. The Richter scale was created. How about that? If your name was Richter, you could be closely associated with earthquakes. <laughs> Is that a good? All right. Found a fame. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> What are you known for? Well, that ain't great. <laughs> All right, Mark chapter uh, 14, 34 through 36. This is the hard part where you get into the Christian faith, and you know that if the, if the Lord just every time you ask for something and God did it, you know that's more of a genie situation, which is like, oh, that sounds great in a cartoon, but that's not how it works. Mark chapter 14, verse 34 through 36. My soul is overwhelmed with, the, with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. It is the hardest prayer to pray when you're in the deepest place of distress, I think. I think it's in the book because we need it. Jesus is so troubled in what he's about to encounter, so overwhelmed with sorrow. I mean, he's he's bumming. And you have to understand that he he if there was any other way to do it, he would have preferred that. It's like I'm trying to communicate that in a way that you and I can understand. If there's any way to get around it, if there's any way to change it, any way to do it different, that's what he would have preferred. But there wasn't. And so it's the scripture says he he goes a little farther and he falls on the ground and he prays. And and for those that are in Christianity where you're too dignified to fall on the ground, then you should be more like Jesus, okay? Because he fell on the ground and you can't get more dignified than he was. Right? What's well, not what our culture does. I think Jesus supersedes every culture. It's just gonna go go with. I'm just gonna stand by that. So he, he falls on the ground, he prays, he, and he, he doesn't, there's no, it's not an anger, it's not a frustration. First of all, it's an acknowledgement. Father, everything's possible for you. I think he's starting off by saying, Father, this is, you know, possible for you. You can do this. If, if, take this cup from me if that can happen. But the caveat that he offers up is yet not what I will. And it's not... Jesus's human preference to die, but it is Jesus's human position to surrender. That's what's hard. So one of the phrases that we use, we we throw around is petition with submission. Petition with submission. Bring it before the Lord, but surrender it. 
You know you need to do that. I know I need to do that. I pray, and sometimes I pray, and I, I think it's true that the prayer dribbles out the one side of your mouth or the other. That happens all the time. And then sometimes you pray with great faith, and I always have more faith praying for other people, which is why I pray for other people, because it helps me pray for myself. <laughs> it's selfish, but it's true. I'm just saying it helps build up my faith. But everything that we bring in petition before the Lord, anything that we bring in petition before the Lord has to be laid in an altar where you go, yeah, but not what I want, what you want. I mean, that goes back to the core, which we didn't get to do earlier, but the core of of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, Father, who art thou in heaven, hallowed be thy name, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's not about our will. It's about his will. It's about his desire. It's about his plan. If we can get on track that this is about his plan, then we'll be in the right place in the right space. Just so you can know, the answer to this petition was, nope, this is the route we have to go. Sometimes that's the answer. Okay? All right. All right, uh, take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? When you are in the presence of the Lord and His presence is strengthening you. And we talked about that can happen through the Word of God, through prayer, and through fellowship. And then you go through some process where somebody sends you a text, or somebody sends you a letter, or somebody calls you, or somebody sends you an email, or somebody looks at you funny, or somebody kind of glances, or somebody says something about you, or you hear something about yourself, or you eat the wrong kind of tacos and you just feel bad and the joy is sucking away at the moment. Here is the answer while the devil is trying to take your joy away. Here is the key for the next 365 days for your life. When the devil takes the joy away by robbing you, you go back into the presence of God again. When the devil comes in and robs you and takes that joy, will you get up off your duff or your blessed assurance and you go into the presence of God again, be it prayer, be it Bible, be it fellowship, be it worship, be it whatever. I don't care. Get up and get back in the presence of God again. And when the devil comes around the second time and knocks on your door and you open it and he takes it from you again, then you get off your blessed assurance again and you get back into the presence of God again. And when he does it a third time, you do it again. And when he does it a fourth time, you do it again. Because the strength of the Lord is in the joy of the Lord, which is found in the presence of the Lord. And when he comes a robbing, you go to refill. When the tank is empty, put gas in it. When you're depleted, fill it up. And you think, well, I can't do that. Why not? You did it the first time. Yes, but that was special. Why? Because you tried? Try again. But you don't understand. No, I don't care. 
That's much, much more heartless to say that, huh? That's a good one. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I care about the truth. I don't care about somebody's, well, my perception, well, good for you. God bless you. When you can figure out that you can argue with God, let me know how that goes. If you win that argument, you come back. You can take the throne. But you ain't going to win it. So when the enemy comes and he comes a-stealing, you do exactly what you need to do to take it back. If he steals from you, you take it right back. Why? Because you can. Because he's not empowered to keep it from you. He's empowered to take it momentarily. You're empowered to take it right back. Take it. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes hallelujah. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I just love that little cut, though. There's like six times in that little fill where I'm like, I don't care. Who cares? What do you think? Nobody matters. Doesn't matter. It's just like, wow. <laughs> that guy needs therapy. <laughs> just saying. Uh, let's get ready for our last trivia question. We did not do our DNA, so we should do our DNA because, as Captain Chris points out, you know, Dave, it's daily. Uh, so let's do that. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily? Daily? Daily, yes. And the thing is, it's not draw close to the Lord. I just want you to know that. It's draw closer to the Lord. See, not just close, but closer and closer. You think, well, how close can you get? When you're standing on the streets of gold, then you've reached your destination. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never, ever, ever, ever be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Luke chapter 9, verse 26. Do not do that because you don't want Jesus ashamed of you. And then what? You're going to let the world tell you what to think? Wow. And then, A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that our hearts and minds are aware of anything the Father wants to do in us by the name and through the name of the Son, through the power of the Holy Spirit. You just want to have that connection. And then you're also, and this is the hardest part, being aware that other people need your help. And you want to be there as a vessel for that. Okay? Trivia question. All right. This. Okay. What is the appropriate meaning of the Old Testament name Nabal? Nabal is the dude that told King David's men, I ain't going to help you. Okay? What is the appropriate meaning of the Old Testament name Nabal? Nabal's the guy that, Made fun of King David's men, and all oh, the oh, men are leaving all their leaders. <laughs> just uh, what was he? Just leave it there. I'll let you figure it out. Um, if you think you know, you can call nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text two one four two one zero eight four eight three, and then you can send an email. David at he must increase. Dot org. Uh, Al gave the first best answer, but I can't say it on the air. But it is a good one. <laughs> I mean, I can say it, but that's not the real. It's an offshoot of what the word means. <laughs> so, so. Uh, okay, yeah. So don't forget, uh, one, you can't call 
the the our number here you can't call because i know some people are trying to do it you can't call the text number you got to text it you can call 972-445-0770 you can text 214-210-8483 and then you can send an email david at he must increase.org what is the equivalence of the name nabel okay Anik has an extremely interesting response. I'm going to wait on that one. Um, let's get into our last text. Uh, I do want to remind people, check out the website. There is on the website a new link at the very bottom underneath the hamburger, which shows the the all the podcasts are, are kind of listed, and uh, we'll be updating that on a regular basis. And poor Chris, pray for Captain Chris. He's got a lot more stuff to do. Well, it's not a whole bunch more stuff, but he's got more stuff to do until I get this tech problem worked out, okay? And then I could use uh, prayer for patience and wisdom because I have neither, and uh, thinking that I could use a little bit of both. But I don't want God to force me to be patient. I want to just be patient. I hate it when the Lord makes me be patient. <laughs> I have no patience for that. Uh, okay, let's get into the teaching. First Kings chapter 20, verse 13. A prophet came to Ahab, king of Israel, and said, This is what the Lord says. Do you see this entire immense horde? Watch. I am handing it over to you today so you may know that I am the Lord. All right. So let's talk about what this means and how what the application is. A prophet comes to Ahab the king and says, you see this huge army? You see these, all these people? You see this great unbelievable horde of people, I'm going to hand all of this over to you simply so that you can know I am the Lord. So think of huge armies of enemies or huge obstacles that you have to face or or huge, uh, uh, let's just say, Gaps in the, in the in your walk or high waters up to your neck or pressures building or little darts being thrown at you or people, you know, th- you know, throwing things. Think of just oppression. Think of oppressiveness and just in large amounts. And the Lord is like going, I'm going to hand this over to you. I'm going to give you the victory. I'm going to enable you to overcome this situation. The Lord is saying to you and I, I'm going to give you victory, but with a purpose. The purpose for the Lord to give you victory is not for you to boast in and of yourself. Remember, no flesh shall glory before his presence. Okay, period. The Lord gives you and I victory that we may know He is the Lord. And the biggest thing about that, and I got to be careful here because I know people are going to, this is where people (laughs) don't like this, but there's a passage that talks about the reality or the truth that God will not allow us to be tempted beyond our capacity. That does not translate in God will not allow the situation to be so far out of whack that we can do nothing. Okay, those are not the same thing. The temptation that God allows in your life will not so overwhelm that you have no 
opportunity to escape or to be delivered from. That's the promise from God. But that is not the same as situations that you face. Temptations that you face and situations are not the same word. Temptations are opportunities to fall. Situations are opportunities to sit there and go, uh, because it's beyond you. When you have a situation that's beyond you, oftentimes that is God saying it is beyond you, isn't it? Now I'm going to show you that I'm with you. It's so impossible. Only a miracle could deliver you from it. That's why I'm going to give you victory so you can know it's from me and it's my miracle that's doing it. And contrary to the popular saying, God will never give you more than you can handle, that's not really how it should be because God does give us so much at times that all we can do is look upon him and go, And then when he helps, guess what we know? Only God could have done that. And there's a reason it happens that way. There's a reason. You know, it's amazing. It happens to us Christians just a lot <laughs> compared to non-Christians. It doesn't seem to happen very much. Okay. But their end, their destiny, that's not good. I mean, where they're going, that ain't good. Where we're going, fantastic, wonderful. And in the meantime, he's making us reflect Jesus Christ more and more. And sometimes it comes to the point where all you can do is look up and say what? All right, not my will. Your will be done. Have it your way. Do what you want. You're in charge. Make it happen. I yield it. I surrender it. I give it. Sometimes the wisest thing is to turn it to the Lord and say, beyond me, here you go. So Noel and I were going through this thing. I'm just sharing it as a personal story. I don't share these all that often, but we were going through a thing just when this ministry was about to form. We're kind of like right at the at a crucial time, and uh, and we were being crushed, and that's a fair way to say it. <laughs> and she had a dream that we were being crushed. I, I've mentioned this before, and. <clears throat> it was like this stuff that was crushing us. It was like, we're like, no, no, no. And in the dream, she said that as soon as we stopped resisting and just yielded to the Lord in the process, that it was more like memory foam than metal and everything fit together and everything worked out fine. And I always thought that was funny because it probably was more prophetic and I probably didn't give it the credit that I should have. But the minute that we yielded it to the Lord and said, uh, we're just going to have to go with what you got because we don't know anything else to do and can't do anything better, then it started to work out. <laughs> it's like, I probably should have wrote that down, <clears throat> probably should have wrote that out, then wrote that down, then made a little note to myself saying, hey, if you let go of it, God will handle it. <laughs> like, wow. Control much? Okay, anyway, uh, somebody is calling in for the answer for the trivia. Is that correct? All right, let's go ahead and fire them through. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Don. Hi, Don. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Are you uh, ready to answer this classic trivia question? <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, this is classic, it's right? Fun- it was funny because the second you said it, I thought for just a second, and I said the answer, and I said, oh, I'm not sure if that's right. So then I looked it up, and I said, praise the Lord. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> what is the appropriate meaning of the Old Testament name Nabal? Oh. That is correct, sir. You are right. 
Well, and then we had all these different people saying all these different things, although I will Well, you know, that's what happened. You know, when you, <laughs> listen, I have been studying the Bible for 15 years. And I tell you what, when you, when you hear, that was a really good story anyway, because what happened in that story, but uh, anyway, yeah. you remember the that's amazing. Good job on that, by the way. That was excellent work. I appreciate it, brother. Great job. You, you call in. I love it. You nailed it down, and it's awesome. So good uh, job. Uh, God bless you, brother. You too. God bless you uh, as well. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, folks. That's the show. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.